Welcome to the Family Church Podcast. I'm Felipe, your host and online pastor here at Family Church. In this podcast, we will dive into the challenges that faces the church, and we will listen for church leaders, pastors, and everyday Christians. So sit back, relax, and get ready to explore the Family Church Podcast. Hey, welcome everybody. I'm Chuck Carter, the lead pastor of Family Church. We're a church on the west side of Orlando with five campuses, and I'm joined today, as I will every time, with Felipe Mendes, and I am your online pastor here, and you're listening to Family Church Podcast. You know, this podcast is dedicated to everybody who loves the church and wants to see the church thrive mm -hmm. and and uh, grow and to be healthy in an ever-changing culture that's, that's going amazing. on all around us. Yeah. You know, there are some statistics that say over 90% of churches in America need some kind of revitalization, yeah. that they're unhealthy mm -hmm. in different areas. So what we want to do in this podcast is we want to talk about some things that we've learned over the years, mm -hmm. uh, how some things that we're doing that's working. We'll even talk about some things we've tried that didn't work. That's right. <laughs> um, and, and hopefully we can all learn together uh, how to navigate uh, the church in a post-pandemic time, right? Mm -hmm. Here's what we know, that in 2000, the average church in America ran about 135 people. Uh, by the time we got to um, 2020, right before the pandemic, that was down to 75 people hmm. was the average size church in America. And that today, that's dropped to about 65 people. So we're going to talk about mm -hmm. that, why, why that, and what to do about it. Sweet. Our podcast is going to be about 15 to 20 minutes. And by the end of this episode, Chuck, we're going to bring us Someone Has to Say It. So I can't wait to, to, to know Someone Has to Say It for today. Like, Yeah, so let me just give you a yeah, teaser. Give us some, All right, some let me idea. give you a teaser. Somebody has to say it, right? Mm -hmm. Um. When you get in line for the 10 items or less. Oh, my goodness. At Publix. Yeah, at Publix, right? Uh -huh. And look, if you've got 12 different kinds of cereal, that's 12 items. That is right. All right. Because so, you've got a boop. That's right. Beep 12 items. If it, it, it's, yeah. However many beeps you get, that's how many items exactly, you have. Exactly. So if you have more than 10 beeps, get out of that line. I get myself always checking. Get like, in the right line, like, right? That person has 15. Somebody people? has to say exactly. it. All right, we're going to say it this on this awesome. podcast. It's going to be fun. All right, look, mm. let's really talk about what we're, we're here to talk about. All right, about. let's go. Uh, I've already mentioned that the church in America um, has been on a major decline mm. in the last 20, 25 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I want us to talk today about is some of the reasons why that may be. And why, why do you think that the attendance has dropped this much? You know, we can't cover all the reasons because there's so many. But uh -huh. let's talk about four, okay. four reasons. Mm -hmm. Number one, we know that the average pastor still today in America is about 55 years old, mm -hmm. which means you have basically boomers mm -hmm. and um, uh, the generation before the boomers that are still in charge of churches. Those right? builders. Yeah, the builders and the boomers that are mm -hmm. in charge of churches. They're in leadership. They control the money. Yeah. They control much of the decisions that are made. Mm -hmm. And they don't like change. They don't. Right? Yeah. Now, 
they're good with change in the world, but they want the church to say just like it was whenever... When they were a kid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, their heyday, right? Yeah. And when they got married and raising their kids, they want the church still to look that way. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they resist change. And sense. so what you do is you see a lot of churches today that are still doing things like they did in the 70s and the 80s. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the average age in those churches are 70s and 80s, 80s and 90s, That's right? right? You can see. And so what we have to do is... As churches, we have to understand there's a big distinction between our doctrine and our methodology. Mm-hmm. So our doctrine is what we believe, what God teaches, the Bible. It never changes. In fact, the, the Bible itself says the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. And it's still relevant today. Absolutely. Yeah. When God, through the Holy Spirit and through these authors, wrote the Bible thousands of years ago, he knew exactly what was going to be going on wow. in 2023, yeah. and it speaks to us today just as clearly as it has any generation. So we don't change mm-hmm. the truth of God's word, but we do need to evaluate how we're doing church in light of an ever-changing culture, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, I'm old enough to remember when there were no guitars or drums in church. I remember when I tried to build a band when I was a teenager, and I decided to build a rock band. <laughs> and everybody was like, this is the devil's music. Yeah. You cannot play this in church. Oh, yeah. If you bring drums in or guitar. Oh, my goodness. What did you have? You had an organ. No. Well, the old church, well, old school, they, right? They do. They had organ, Right. And, and you'd have thought that Jesus sat and listened to organ music oh because people, man, when you started saying, we're going to change the music a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to introduce some things called praise songs as opposed to just hymns. Mm-hmm. Man, the worship wars were, were just hard I remember that. to make those changes. Yeah. Why? Because theology and methodology got confused, huh. right? So... There was a time when culturally people would go and listen to organ concerts, and they would primarily go to churches to hear that, right? Or choir. Yeah, or choirs, right? Well, by the time you get to 70s and 80s, people are going 60s, 70s, 80s. They're going to rock concerts. They're, they're, the way they consume music is different. Mm-hmm. It's not wrong. It's just different. Yeah. So as a church, the way we present music, we need to evaluate. That's yeah. why we at our church have like five or six different styles of the way we present music, right? Yeah. We have the band service. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a choir service. Yeah. We have a service where we sing more hymns, the eight, right. o'clock, the eight o'clock service and chapel service. We mm-hmm. sing more hymns on those. Um, and so so not confusing methodology with theology. What do you have to say about the changing culture? Well, secondly, we have to look at the fact that our culture is changing rapidly. We're in a post-Christian culture, Mm -hmm. right? Um, People are no longer looking for churches. Mm. Um, They're just not coming into our doors, right? And so what we have to do is we have to get out of the four walls and we have to bring the church to the community. Exactly. Which, by the way is the original plan in Acts, right? (laughs) That that they met from house to house. And so I think I'm optimistic that the pandemic is going to force us to be a more biblical church. That's amazing. It's no no longer going to be 
hey, we're here, y'all come see, but it's going to be on Sundays, we're getting fed and we're getting our spiritual batteries recharged so we can go and be the church every place we go, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to recognize that difference in our culture. And then I also think there's a lot of churches who just don't understand the mission. They don't. That um, people think the church is there for them, yeah. right? And yet here's what Jesus said to the church. All power in heaven and earth has been given to me. Now go and make disciples, Go and make go. disciples. Yeah. Go and make disciples of all nations. And most of the church right. are trying to build something for the four walls. Yeah, for the four walls uh, to make Christians feel comfortable. Or uh, some, some churches put up, uh, like they make their pastors, pastors deliver the message as a stand-up comedy almost. Well, that, yeah. or they expect that only the pastor is to answer to the Great Commission. It's your job to go and make disciples. No, that was written to the church. Yeah. Who's the church? We are the church. Every Christian yeah. sitting in, in the room, right, is, exactly. a, is, is the church, which means when you read that, you don't read it with the lens of, oh, the church is supposed to go and make disciples. Yeah. You're to read it with, God is telling me I'm to go and make this disciples. Is, this is, I think, like that is really sweet that we have a church of small groups. And, and because of my small group, people that are close to me, they're not even Christian, can see and few miracles happen in their lives because they are we are together as a church they're coming to my house they're exposed to the gospel and they get to know jesus yeah. through my life that's taking the church outside exactly. the walls to your exactly. neighborhoods right that's beautiful uh and then and then this is kind of an elephant in the room that mm -hmm. most people don't want to talk about but somebody's got to say it yeah, and that is <laughs> you know just as a church sometimes we just have a poor product we do i mean um you know, that that we love Sister Sarah and Sister Sarah wants to <laughs> sing. So we tell Sister Sarah to sing and and the people oh, have been man. in church all their lives. They go, oh, doesn't she have a great heart? Right. Mm. But the truth is, mm. yeah, she's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Right. Bless her heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a guest coming in. Right. And they they hear that. Uh -huh. uh, they don't have the context. And by the way, I'm not even sure if God hadn't gifted you for that. Maybe you shouldn't be up there doing it to begin with. Right. Exactly. And, and so many of our church buildings have so much deferred maintenance that's needed. Mm -hmm. There are some preschools, uh, preschool rooms and churches that no parents can ever drop their child off in there that's because right. they're they're old. They're outdated. They smell. Same thing with kids space, right? It's got to be clean. And so, so we just need for our facilities and our services to reflect excellence because we're using that to bring honor and glory to God. That's right. And when we give second best, that says something about our relationship with God, Yeah. right? Um, so, Felipe, we're going to talk more about this in the future, mm -hmm. but talk about online real quick. Well, online, I'm working with the online industry for 18 years now. And something that I have noticed throughout the years that you have put out, you, you have to come up with content that has incredible quality. Otherwise, you're not going to get people engaged to the message that you're trying to deliver. This is why we invest so much in, in how we're going to broadcast lenses, cameras, technology, people that are ready to go, uh, um, capable people to produce these kind of things, the stage, the scenario, everything. Right. But the main reason, this is for the king. 
Yeah, this, is, this is for my yeah. God. I got to deliver my best. Yeah. If I don't know how to do it, that is internet that can show me how to build things. That is internet that can show me how to create things and learn new new skills that I can make something that is excellent to God. Yeah, and let's just go ahead and say it here. If there's a church watching and they want, they have questions, they can contact you. It'd be, Definitely. be just more than happy to Yeah, help. just let us know. Yeah, the so comments. here's what I know about online. Mm. If you do it poorly, it's really poor, it's really, really poor. bad. I know. If you yeah. do it incredibly good, it's incredibly good. Yeah. If you do it mediocre, it's very poor. I yeah. mean, there's no middle ground. There's no middle ground. You're either going to do it well or it's not going to be good, right? That's right. And since most people are going to watch your church online before they ever walk in, you better get the online right. Exactly. In fact, at our, at our church, uh, before the pandemic, we had about 5% of our staff's power, you know, time going toward online. Mm -hmm. And that was streaming the Sunday service and doing a few things on social media. And we didn't do it very well at all. Yeah, right. I so <laughs> the pandemic has changed all of that. Yeah. And we know the power of the media yeah. and online yeah. so that today, 25% of our staff is dedicated to just this. Yeah being online and maybe that maybe content. this what, what god got once from us to learn throughout the pandemic so now we have more capability to reach more people than absolutely ever. And, and you know we have members in japan members in england members in, in china in france in france absolutely yeah. so look we're going to wrap this up here and we'll continue it next next time we get together in two weeks mm -hmm. and in future podcasts we're going to i'm going to really talk to you a lot about the role of online we're going to talk about the rhythm that we're going to have here at family church Sweet. we're going to talk more about how to bring the church to the community that we're a yeah. church of community campuses. We want to speak the community language, minister mm -hmm. in the community context, to be able to invite our neighbors to our community church. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about the difference between the missional and the attractional model of church and why, and you touched on this, why we believe mm -hmm. small groups is the future for yeah. reaching our cities yeah. and making an impact. So as I close, um, here's my someone has to say it. All right, go ahead. I've already given one on the, okay. on the you know, public speak. <laughs> but you go to Universal Studios here in Orlando. Okay. There, are, there are also places in uh, airports and others huh. that they have what's called a moving walkway. Oh, my gosh. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Right? So what's the title say? It's a moving walkway. And then what do people do when they get on there? You should be walking. What do they do? They, they stand. They stand. It's not they, a moving oh standway. God. Somebody's got to say it, right? But, yeah. It's a moving walkway. It's so not, when you get on a moving walkway, walk. Stop being lazy. Just walk. <laughs> and, Some and by the way, the ones who are standing are the ones who need to walk the most. Exactly. Right? <laughs> so, Come on, man. All right. Close us out. Felipe. So um, thank you guys for joining us today. Um, if you're thinking this is helpful, please let us know. Share this. Like. Comment. Uh, drop your comments down below this video. Or if you have any questions, reach out to us to our, uh, through our website. We have our phone number, email over there. Uh, don't be shy. Just let us know any questions you have. And I can't wait to see you um, in two weeks. We're going to drop this every Thursday, uh, every other week. And I will be happy to, 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 to hear your voice. See you guys. See you guys in two weeks. All right. See you. Bye. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. If you like it, please leave a comment. Let us know if you have any questions. So I can't wait to see you next time. Bye.